At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got three tremendous hours for you as we've got a lot to hit with regards to getting you set for the Super Bowl. We've got a massive Thursday card in college basketball north of 75 games. So we're going to be hitting upon that. We're going to be looking at some NBA, going to be looking at some soccer as well. So we've got all the bases covered, really aside from baseball. And have no fear, once we get into baseball season, I'll have you guys covered when that time comes around as well. But we're going to get things let off in about 15 minutes with our guest with Justin Perry. He does great work over at Shock Quality Bets. We're going to be taking a look at a little Super Bowl with him. And as you can tell from the name, Shot Quality Bets, we're going to be looking at some college basketball as well on this massive card. As I always like to say with Thursdays, there's a lot of stake. There might not be a ton of sizzle. You don't have a ton of top 25 teams, but you've got like Conference USA, the Colonial, the good old Sun Belt, or if you want to have a lot of fun with it, the Fun Belt. So, we're going to be talking about that in 15 minutes. Hour number two, we're going to be joined by Anthony DeBundo along with Brian Thomas. They do tremendous work as Anthony is over there at Action Network. Brian Thomas, NBC Sports Bet, going to be talking a little Super Bowl, going to be talking a little college basketball and EPL with them. And then Scott Reichel, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is going to be joining me in hour number three. He does a tremendous job on the NBA front for them. On top of that, I know that. Whenever we get soccer, he joins me, or whenever we get tennis, I should say, he joins me for that as well. He gave out a little Australian Open on the show last week. So we're going to be gauging a little bit more this week, the NFL and NBA landscape. But in future weeks, we're going to give you guys a little bit more tennis as well because it doesn't matter whether you're betting on the biggest of the big games or if you're going to be taking a look at something like St. Francis of New York, when it comes to college basketball on Thursday, there's money to be made on all these teams. Now, your limits on Southland basketball on Thursday going to be a little bit lower than the ones on the Super Bowl. And obviously, some of the very diverse Super Bowl props, your limits are going to be a little bit lower on those than the spread and total of the Super Bowl. But there's always money to be made, and it is my job to try to unearth it and We always try to welcome on some of the best guests guests to be able to help do so because not every single human being can gauge every single market. So we pool our information together and we take a look and 
one thing that I do is college basketball, and it was just very interesting looking at the games from Wednesday. I know that Wes and Femi were on one of the bad beats of the night in terms of the Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State game. There was a case where the over was probably the rightful side, but you get a steal and a dunk, and that's just absolutely brutal. And sometimes when it comes to college basketball, I do think a big thing to take a look at is game flow. I'm not necessarily too much of an in-game better. I've been having my one angle with the good old Georgetown Hoyas, which if you took the DKH pick, it was at no point comfortable, but the Georgetown Hoyas were able to get there for us. So good Georgetown. We were very, very happy about that. Good Georgetown, not a sentence, but that said, that's about all that can be said about Georgetown. When you bet on them, you always are in danger of some sort of calamity happening, but somehow, some way, they were able to pull it out in the second half, which is very, very nice. And you just, you have some of those teams that you sort of have a good read on, and there are those teams that you have a bad read on. Like, I'll take a look at baseball. The Oakland A's are like the most unpredictable team ever. I think that there's like 37 people I've ran into in sports betting. They're just always like, yep, every time I bet the Oakland A's, they lose. And every time I fade the Oakland A's, they win. There are just some of those teams that we all have them. Like every single one of us. It doesn't matter how analytically based you are. It doesn't matter how off the cuff you are. There's always going to be those teams where there are some where you just are hitting every single thing. Like with me, gauging Georgetown games. Every single time they have a bad first half, you back them in the second half and they get there. Every single time they have a good first half, you fade them in the second half, it gets there. It, there are just some of those teams where you've got a really good handle on and you've got it down to a science. And then there are some of those teams where you have the absolute opposite of that. To use the science reference, you put your liquids in a beaker and it goes up in smoke. So you completely change out the liquids, you completely change out the beaker, you try it again and it goes up in smoke again every single time. And there are just some of those teams like that like with me, I've been doing quite well this year on Marquette games. I got very lucky on the one that we had on Wednesday with Villanova for some reason trying to get dunks with 20 seconds left, trying to make a three-possession game, a three-possession game. That's something that I can't explain, but it was happening in that game, and I do thank them for that. But it, you just take a look at this Marquette team, and it's been one that I've been able to have quite a bit of success with in terms of sides. Totals sometimes get a little bit more herky-jerky. It's been a Marquette team that has been a little bit up and down in terms of their defense, but certainly has been a quality effort team. There's a team that I'll be giving out with my DK Nation pick in hour number two that I've been getting things right on recently as well. And then there are just some times where you get teams wrong. Like for me, it's gauging some of these teams that they find themselves as big giant favorites because it's always, in my opinion, very difficult for a lot of these teams that are laying double figures. It feels like every single time I try to lay like the 15 points, I find myself in a good spot with some of these teams. Like a Utah State, I think is a very good example. I say that because right now they're playing against New Mexico and I took the points from New Mexico. Currently not a happy camper. Hopefully by the end of the show, I'll be a little bit happier. But with Utah State, whenever they're laying double figures, I always have my trepidations because... You have a team that's shooting like 42, 43% from three-point range. And you always figure, man, there's probably going to be a little bit of regression that is going to be coming in with this absolutely ridiculous three-point shooting. And the time that you typically get regression is the time that you actually back them, which is always a little bit strange. And you just have to know yourself as a better because there's always going to be those teams that you're going to have a blind spot on and you know what? If you do have a little bit of a blind spot on a team, if you don't want to be betting on them, just don't. That's never a recommend. That's never sort of a approach that I think is a bad one. But if you want to try to go through the slog, if you think that you might be a little bit due for one, for one, never ever bet based on the good old do for theory because, well, the do for theory has hurt a lot of people in this industry. And trust me, you're never, and I air quotes here, do for one if you don't put in the work. So 
I will just leave it at that on that front. But if you are trying to be able to figure it out, just continue to be actually watching games, be mindful of the way that the game flow goes and take a look at how the results are going as well. That's something that I always think is so important. The how as to when your bets do slash do not cash. Like I was mentioning the Marquette versus Villanova game. Marquette should not have gotten to the window. There's no fans or buts about it. It's a Marquette bunch that has been good all season long. And should they have gotten the outright win? Probably. Should they have gotten the cover? No, because they weren't covering for about 39 out of the 40 minutes in that game. But that's one where you accept your cash and then you make adjustments. Just like coaches are always very happy when their teams win in sort of a sloppy game because they're able to coach them up the next week being like, yeah, you know what? We got the win, but we had 10 penalties for 90 yards. We're going to have you run win sprints. Well, they used to have you run win sprints. I don't know what they do here in the year of 2023. It's probably a, you have to take a good hearty jog around the field or something like that. Heaven forbid. But I do think that it is something that is just so important for doing and being able to just be able to gauge these teams, being able to get as many data points as humanly possible. That is very important. What else is very important is always taking a look at the off season of the sports that you gauge as well. Like I know that many of you that handicap the NFL, very, very big news. Tom Brady retiring after 23 years. That's honestly not as much of a needle mover though, because he was going to be a free agent. You figured that your handicap on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you're looking at them for Super Bowl futures, you're probably not including in there Tom Brady because he figured that he was going to be going somewhere else. And if you were looking at other teams in terms of Super Bowl futures, you really couldn't bank on Tom Brady being one of those guys. It would be much more earth shattering if you have a guy like a Matthew Stafford step down, which I don't think that we're going to be taking a look at the Rams anytime soon in terms of Super Bowl futures, just because the bill came due for them for all the trades that they made to be able to build up their team. But I do think that it is very important to always be looking at this in the offseason. Like my other big sport is baseball. I'm really starting to get into, okay, what do I need to know for next year? Taking a look at some of those rule changes is something that I'm going to be doing in future weeks. And sometimes I'll be taking a look at the rule changes and there might be a few of them that might be a big giant nothing burger. Like I'm looking at the expanded size of the bases, for example. I don't think that that's going to be causing for too much of a kerfuffle. Meanwhile, the fact that teams can no longer shift, I think that that's going to need to cause a shift in my handicap as well. So there's always lots to gauge. Your work is never, ever done, and you always get out what you put into it as well. Good breaks are going to happen. Bad breaks are going to happen. Just all about finding a way to be able to just continue to adapt, roll with the punches. It is so important in this industry. And something that's important to this show is being able to get great guests. And my producer, Jason Kahn, has put together another absolutely tremendous guest list. We've got north of 75 games on the college basketball board for this Thursday. And coming up next, we're going to be breaking those down along with a little NFL with our good friend Justin Perry over at Shot Quality Vets here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The big game means big plans for VSIN. VSIN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the big game. You won't want to miss any of the VSIN coverage that we've got on tap next week. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN Final Countdown, and VSIN Primetime. All live from Radio Row starting next week for betting splits, expert picks, and big game props. Head on over to vsin.com. That is vsin.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network, and it is great to be joined by Justin Perry. Does amazing work over at Shot Quality Bets, and I know that Justin does a great job taking a look at some football. We'll hit that in a few minutes, but Justin, we've got a massive slate of games that's going to be going down for Thursday, and always great to have you aboard for it. Thank you. Hey, Greg, thanks for having me on the show. It is always a good time to come in, talk a little college hoops, a little uh, NFL, we get the chance. And yeah, it is a major Thursday slate. We have a lot of fun on Thursdays, handicapping college hoops right now. And tomorrow should be no different. We have marquee matchups. We have small conferences going. Should be a good one. It's going to be an absolutely tremendous one. And you're on the same side of me on this one. This is the Santa Clara versus Gonzaga game. We're going to lead off with one late once, and then we're going to go to the earliest of the early of them. But that said, Gonzaga, a 13 and a half to a 14 point favorite. And Justin, if you could explain to me why Gonzaga continues to be overvalued by about three points, you just let me know because I can't explain it. I think that it's just the name brand of Gonzaga because last time these two teams played, it was about a two possession game. Santa Clara with Braden Puzmeski has been really good. Neither of these teams playing a lot of defense. Both of these teams relatively solid on offense. Certainly, I don't think Gonzaga loses outright on their home floor again, but I'm not willing to lay 14 points here. Yeah, and I think what what really is, and I, I'll sum it up in a nice little uh, thing here, is shot quality rates Gonzaga as 344th in terms of uh, bad defense against three-point shooting. So. That's just going to keep teams in it, right? And I think if you've watched Gonzaga this season, you see that uh, they are not shutting down shooters. They're allowing teams to kind of creep back into games. They aren't holding those big leads uh, nearly like they used to. And it's still Gonzaga. Like, it's still the team that everyone hears and thinks makes the the tournament run and is the team expected to win it all. And, I mean, they still have Drew Timmy. So, uh, at some level, why shouldn't they be? But also... They're not playing to that level right now. Um, you know, they're probably still like a top 25 team in shot quality. But in terms of what you're seeing on defense, we have their defense rated right at 49th. So definitely some problems right now in, in what they're allowing to happen. 
on the defensive end, the offense still churns, but you know, they're my guess is that they've been uh, pretty, pretty solid on the over. Uh, I would imagine I'm going to look really quickly here, but oh, yeah, yeah, you know, pretty middle, but the lines are pretty high, right? And that's, what's always going to happen with a team like this, but they're still getting to those lines and making them like contested at around 160. So uh, they're letting their defense score. Uh, they're, they're letting their opponents score a lot on defense. And I think 14 for the Santa Clara team is probably going to turn up to be too big. Uh, Gonzaga is probably in a little bit of a different spot than it uh, usually is in terms of how these games are going. They're actually like playing against these teams and we have Gonzaga. I mean, well, we have Santa Clara rated at 45th. So uh, it should be a lot to like here coming off a loss against Pacific might be a great time to buy. We expected that to be a win uh, by 10 points. So they just got a little unlucky in their last game. Yep. This is going to be one of the bigger ones that we're going to be seeing on Thursday. I'm in agreement with you. I think that Gonzaga just continues to be overvalued because you just mentioned it. Offense has been pretty good for Gonzaga. Defense, it's been a turd. Let's just call what it is. <laughs> and then when it comes to a game that is the exact opposite, this is going to be a super-duper early game. IUPUI and UW-Milwaukee. I've actually really liked what I've seen out of this UW-Milwaukee team. I talked in the first segment about gauging some of your wins and your losses. I had to shade down UW-Milwaukee just a little bit after they got the job done against Northern Kentucky, but... I'm pretty sure they were down like at that point, 20 points. I think it might've been yeah. 19, but they were able to come back. They got the win. Now they're an 11 to an 11 half point favorite against IEPUI. All of a sudden is putting up points and all of a sudden has been just absolutely dreadful on defense. What do you make out of this IEPUI game? And where do you stand on it? Because with IEPUI, all of a sudden they're scoring, but they've given up like 75 plus points in seemingly all their games this calendar year. Yeah, I mean, that Northern Kentucky game still kind of prevents me from sleeping a little bit. It was part of that Saturday-Sunday combo that just kind of got me right on the chin, man. That Iowa State, it was just a Northern Iowa game that, again, we saw Northern Iowa's been crazy uh, with a crazy double overtime game today against Drake. I mean, the the Missouri Valley, don't even get me started, but the horizon here with IUPUI, I mean, look, this is is an early game. This is a a very interesting spot here. 8 a.m. Pacific. Right. It is a very, very early game. It's an interesting spot for Milwaukee. Um, and again, there's going to be a lot here saying that what we've seen from IUPUI uh, is maybe a little fraudulent. We've seen like them actually perform pretty well. I think there might be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they might be eight and two in their last 10 spreads. So that's pretty crazy for a team that has been like a revered as the worst team in college basketball for the last couple of years. Uh, they're definitely... They have more effort. You watch them this season. You can sort of see that they're playing. They probably feel a little bit better about how they're doing. And they're still rated terribly. Don't get me wrong. But to lose to Cleveland State by six, an expected five-point loss on shot quality, uh, only lost to Purdue-Fort Wayne by six, another like under single-digit expected loss. I just think getting double digits right now and how they're performing, they should give you a pretty good shot to keep it within that. And I'm going to grab the 11 and a half, especially early. You really never know what you're going to get when teams are sort of playing out of rhythm. Like when was the last time we had a day game? It's been a long time. So uh, these, these guys, all these players are pretty used to playing in the evenings right now. So uh could be a little messy. So, and, and I like the points when it's messy. And IEPUI does this a few times a year. They actually take out like some of the like little grade school kids and they bring yeah. them to a game. Unfortunately, now they see IPUI lose every single time, and hopefully they're fans of UW-Milwaukee, but yeah, it's something nice that they do, and it provides something certainly different, and they're more used to it than the other teams, so that does provide them a little bit of an edge. I mentioned that we're on the same side with Gonzaga. We have to go mano-mano on this one. It is Wisconsin versus Iowa State, and both of these teams are struggling. I mean, man, it has been really bad, to say the least, for Iowa State defense is not really there for them for Wisconsin. This offense is so bad right now, but with that said, we've got Ohio state between a seven to a seven and a half point favorite. Take me through this one because I take a look at Wisconsin. I think that they're going to be able to play better defense. I think that they're going to hold up down low. So I was willing to take the seven and a half points. I'm also from Wisconsin. So I have to appease the home state. There you go. So I, I don't know. I think for me, Wisconsin right now, on the road is a little bit of a hard sell uh, two and four against the spread right now on the road. I think that uh, includes the conference games that they've had. And, and I just didn't really like what I saw 
when they played uh, Maryland, that that game didn't really look too great. And I'm I'm kind of in this position where I I like what Ohio State seems to do at home. Um, and, and again, this is this is a really interesting spot for Ohio State. Um, they they definitely outplay expectations at home is the way I'm going to say it. Uh, shot quality expects them to always do worse at home, but they figure it out. I don't really know how they do it, but it's been very consistent. Uh, so I, I think that we're going to get a, a pretty good one here. This is this is a, a, an interesting matchup, right? Neither of these teams are like, I wouldn't say like blowing anybody away this season. Um, but I, I really like what I think we're going to get out of Ohio State at home. I'm pulling up the shot quality uh, score right now. Can't can't seem to see it. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. It's uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it, but that's okay. Um, but what I do think that is is a nice play here is just that this team consistently brings out crowds. It's midseason. Uh, I'm definitely willing to lay it. I don't. I just don't trust Wisconsin in their current form. They feel a little slow to me, and they just can't be like counted on in the clutch moments. So I wouldn't be shocked to see this hover at like four or five points and then balloon to like eight or nine to finish. And then we've seen this one shift a little bit since you took it. You were willing to lay five and a half with the Citadel. Now we're seeing this line at six with a total of 142 to 142 and a half, which I think the total is really intriguing. Last time these two teams played, it was a 60 to 52 slog. And I've noticed that VMI has actually played a little bit better on defense recently, which is why I'm looking at the six and I'm going to be willing to take it with VMI. But at the same time, their offense has went straight down the toilet bowl as well. Take me through this one because it's a Citadel team that's coming off of a loss to Chicago State. Yeah, I mean that Chicago State. I can't believe State I just game. said that, by the way. I know, I know. <laughs> Chicago State has been a, a wagon this season, honestly. They're covering left and right. They're playing so much better, taking better shots. But Citadel had the look at the end of that game. They really they had two good looks at three that they could have hit to change the pace. They got a little unlucky. And I still think that they're playing very well. VMI has not really been good on the road at all. I have yet to see them keep a game this close on the road. I'm going to challenge them to do it. I think Citadel bounces back after a loss to a team that you'd be embarrassed to lose to. Uh, they kind of need this one. I like them. Their offense looks nice. I think they get it done. And again, I I, I thought it might move. So I'm vindicated already. So Let's see. And if you can't get up after losing to Chicago State, <laughs> I don't know when you're going to be able to do so. Yeah. So. There is that aspect of it, and Justin does amazing work taking a look at college basketball, but also does a nice job on the NFL front. We're gonna super, we're gonna preview the Super Bowl with Justin next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and it's completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to an hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is ZYN.com today. And warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network being rejoined by Justin Perry, who does great work over at Shot Quality Best. And Justin, I know you do a great job with both college basketball and the NFL. And in terms of the Super Bowl, where do you stand on this game? Because we certainly have been seeing quite a bit of movement with regards to the spread. Where it sits right now is where it's at about 24 hours ago. With the Eagles being a one and a half point favorite, total continues to tick upward. We're seeing some 51s populate right now, mostly 50 and a half in the market. And I do think that you do have a little bit of value on the under with both quarterbacks dealing with some ailments. Maybe that's just me trying to be a little bit contrarian here, but. That said, I'm liking the under in this spot. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't hate that take at all. I feel like the Eagles are are definitely dealing with a little bit of like Hertz's injury, and then not only does Mahomes have his own ankle problems lingering, but also the the injuries to the entire wideout core, right? So, um, and I, I mean, look, Mahomes has shown time and time again he doesn't really, it doesn't matter who his weapons are, especially if Travis Kelsey is healthy, uh, he can he can make it work. And so I'm not really too worried about that aspect. So I would maybe look 
again, I, I, I think my whole view kind of lines up with me having a little bit of a lean towards the Chiefs. Um, I would probably think that that total under could come a little bit more from the Eagles. Uh, and that's again, cause I am seeing some value with Kansas city. I do think that they uh, should maybe have been favored. I mean, I know we saw the line get hammered when the Eagles won. Oh, I mean, when the chiefs won and we set the uh, matchup, but I don't know. I, I actually jumped on a little bit of an alt line early. That was my play. I took the chiefs minus three. I just think that my, you know, we've seen a lot of data and like I'm, it's hard to maybe look at trends for the Super Bowl because so it was so different but it usually is decided by a field goal or more um, so my opinion is like if you like the side you should be like the the points that you're getting right now you should be betting a money line you should be pay, playing for like a, a nicely shopped alt uh, more than you should be like laying a point and a half like I, I, I feel like one of my most confident takes on the Super Bowl is that it's not going to be a one point game um, so I don't know. I definitely like the plus money on the chiefs, especially when it was like two and a half, a little less. So now it's probably, it's probably even or something. I haven't even looked recently so deep in college basketball, but, um, no, I think it's a really interesting game. It, it does have that potential to go over because both quarterbacks can put the ball in the air, but, uh, I tend to think that you're going to get like a little bit more of a conservative play, maybe sooner than people expect. Like both teams might come out and try things, but like once a team gets like rolling offensive calls might become a little more conservative. And I do think that you mentioned something just so good there because I take a look at the Super Bowl and I don't think that there is any value. If you like the underdog of just taking a point and a half, taking two, yeah. taking one, because something I've noticed, I believe that in the last 20 Super Bowls, seven have landed yeah. on a field goal. Now I think that three is a very, very significant number. So if you want to be laying it, Laying two and a half or less, I think, is actually very, very good. If you're looking to take the points, I think you need to get three or more or else you just take the money line. I agree. Couldn't agree more. I think that's, you know, the, the best way to do it. Um, you know, I, I would look at how these teams have played. I, I just expect, I don't expect a lot of, um, you know, field goal kicking <laughs> probably is, is the best way to say it. Like, I, you know, both of these teams have offenses that they probably trust right now um, more than anything. And they both should, right? Like they've gotten them here. Like it, it is why these teams are both good and they do have good defensive presences. Like, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, both these teams have put up points and I know there's obviously that, that storyline going out there that the Eagles have kind of had this easy walk into the playoffs. They've had an easy schedule. I think they did actually have the easiest strength of schedule uh, this season, but you know, at the other end, they, they continued to show that their teams are like, are really good and they, they have it on special teams. They have defense, they have offense. I think it's going to be interesting to see if like the super weighted Mahomes offense can maybe uh, like outweigh the, the difference between like the advantages that, Philly might have with their defense versus the Kansas city defense. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. This is uh, it's shaping up to be one of the more uh, intriguing matchups we've had recently. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the over hits, but I definitely do agree with you that the under is, is picking up a little value right now. And how much do you make out of the way that teams have been able to just sort of form themselves throughout the season? Because the way that I take a look at the Kansas city chiefs and the part of the reason why I do like the under is that, they always seem to start really slow on defense. I don't know how, I don't know why, but you always look at the Chiefs through the first month of the season, and it's like, oh, they're in the bottom five in darn near every category. But then you look up week 17 of the season, you look up in the playoffs, and it's like, man, they've held X amount of opponents of 20 points or fewer. And that is something that I do think is a little bit of an angle here, the way that teams sort of come into their own throughout the season. I've just always noticed that the Chiefs defense, they play their best at the end of the year. Yeah, they've definitely uh, been able to do that this season. I mean, they looked really formidable against the Bengals. I don't know if that was maybe due to some of the injuries the Bengals had, but you got to respect what they were able to do. Um, you know, Burrow wasn't exactly killing them left and right. And that's what they need to do with, with Hertz, right? And he might be, you know, maybe a little bit more of like the mobile threats. We'll see how they deal with that. Um, especially it's a little bit more cooked into their game plan. Uh, but I, I still think that, you know, the defense does a good job at like putting pressure on the quarterbacks, but which is also like, I almost want to say like uh, amplified by the the threat of having, of who you're giving the ball back to. Um, like you just, there's no like, oh, maybe we can stop this guy in our defense. Like 
most teams on defense are like, oh, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. Like we are probably in trouble. Uh, this guy can likely score on us when he needs to. Uh, and he has shown time and time again, he can like lead those drives. So I think you maybe see teams play a little bit more conservatively when trying to keep the ball away from a quarterback and like drain clock. Uh, that's a big part of this. So if the Eagles can run effectively and like, you know, get quarterback sneaks to on fourth down to gain a new down, like that's exactly what I think we're going to see. And uh, I just I think that could lead to under scenarios. Um, I would I would probably look for like rushing attempts from Eagles backs on props before I go look at like wide receiver yards. Uh, I look at wide receiver catches for like slot guys for like, you know, people who are going to run, you know, the the curl routes rather than the out routes. Uh, I just don't know how many huge plays you're going to get them essentially like taking high risk uh, opportunities down the field when, you know, that means one less down to move the chains and keep Mahomes off the field. And I do think that that's a good look from you taking a look at the Eagles and the way that they do run the ball. And I think that it is so fascinating that the Chiefs in that game against the Bengals, despite the fact that Patrick Mahomes was dealing with that ankle sprain, which he looked better than I thought he was going <laughs> to. I'll call it what it is. But yeah. I just take a look at the Chiefs and I thought that it was a little bit befuddling that they didn't run the ball any more than what they did because Isaiah Pacheco, he really didn't get a lot of carries in that game along with the other running backs that the Chiefs have. Do you think that perhaps they might run the ball a little bit more in this spot? Because the one thing that I've noticed with the Eagles is that if they do have one weakness, it has really been throughout the entirety of the year shutting down the run game. Yeah, I think you have to know your matchup. And I really do expect Andy Reid to come in like ready to go and at least give them looks on the run game and like make sure that they are like thinking it's going to happen again. What I think ends up happening with Patrick and Mahomes, honestly, is just that when they feel like they can get what they want in the air, they're just going to go to the air. Um, and, and they, cause they just trust him so much as a decision maker, as a talented athlete who can just make plays happen. We, it's been shown time and time again. So I think we'll see them test the waters a little bit in, in the first quarter and, and, and probably just stick with what works. Uh, and if nothing's working, my guess is that they try to go to the air more. I mean, you just want to give Mahomes as many plays as possible. And and so you really can't fault them for not having the heaviest run game. Like I would just he's he's a superstar. He obviously just like makes the team what it is here today. Uh, so I, I don't fault them for having him throw. So, I mean, look, maybe there's there's a little play cooked in there. If you want to take the over on the attempts for Mahomes, I see no reason why you're not letting this guy go out there and win you the Super Bowl instead of, you know, the running back squad you have right now. We up with the Kansas City Chiefs. When you've got the best quarterback on the face of planet Earth, you've got yeah. to use them. And when we've got one of the best guests on the on the show, <laughs> we've got to use him as well. And I was about to say podcast because he also joined me on the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. You're able to get that wherever you get your podcast. You do amazing work, Justin, taking a look at the NFL, taking a look at college basketball. And Baseball season is going to be here before we know it. I know that you do a great job there. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, Orioles win total over, baby. Uh, I'll see you next time, Greg. (laughs) I love it. And Gunnar Henderson, I think that he could have a very massive year, was able to bust out for the Orioles towards the back half of that year as well. So love that from Justin Perry. Does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. And speaking of quality and basketball, Coming up next, we'll take a look at some Big Ten college basketball for Thursday right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Next weekend will be the last weekend of football, and Brett Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be because you can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If your numbers on the square match up with the final score of the game, you win restrictions on Qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiversquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Banking Network. It's great to have Justin Perry aboard before taking a look at some college basketball. And got to keep things rolling with regards to college basketball because we're going to be able to take a look at the Super Bowl from a wide variety of angles. And we're going to get more and more props in the coming days. And I know there's going to be a lot of specialty props that I'm Going to be very curious about. I'll be breaking those down on the show once we get them, most likely very early next week. But we've got a lot of college basketball on tap. At the very minimum, 75 games on the card. And we do have some Big Ten action, which I am very intrigued by some of these games. And we hit upon the Wisconsin versus Ohio State game with Justin a little bit earlier. So how about if we go to a game in which the number is starting to fall and I'm starting to see some value on a team that was a little bit less than savory about 48 hours ago for me. 771-772 on the betting board. It is Northwestern. They play us to Michigan. Michigan opened up as a 4.5-point underdog. This has cratered. Right now, DraftKings has a 4 on Michigan. I'm pretty much seeing everywhere else where Northwestern is the 3-3.5-point three to three and a half point favorite, and your total is between 137.5 and 138.5. And by the 4, I mean DraftKings has Northwestern being a 4-point favorite, just to clear that up, but with Northwestern. I set them as a four-point favorite. Less than savory performance against Iowa, but that said, Iowa has not failed to get past 75 points on their own floor all season long, so I do take that into account. It's just like, yeah, you know what? Iowa I at home thus far this season has been a total wagon, and they're going up against a Michigan team that they've been very up and down with their defense. They've given up now 68 points or fewer in six out of their last 10 games, but when they give them up, they certainly do give them up, and right now they're in a little bit of a bad stretch. Last time these two teams played, both teams got past 75 points. In that game, Hunter Dickinson had 15 rebounds. He was able to control things down low, but I do think that Northwestern going to be able to do a little bit of a better job in terms of being able to control this game because if you take a look at the first time around, Northwestern lost the game, but they were able to win the turnover battle by nine, and it is a Northwestern team that does rank in the top 30 nationally in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. Overall, 16th in the country in points allowed on a per-possession basis. And they certainly have been able to be a little bit more of a savory defense at home rather than on the road. They're giving up 10.4 points per one earned possessions fewer at home rather than on the road. So I do think that that is of significance. And for Northwestern, I do like their backcourt a little bit better. You've got Boo Booey and Chase Odige. With Odige, he's been able to chip in their 2.6 steals per game. That is a top-10 mark 
in all of college basketball, Bowie and Odish. These two guys have been able to combine for right around 31.5 points per contest. They're going to be a little bit outgunned down low because you do have Michigan, who has Dickinson, who's also shooting 39% from three-point range. I do like the way that Doug McDaniel has been able to dole out the ball, and I do think that you're going to see fewer dead possessions in this game. Yet in the first matchup, Michigan turned the ball over 18 times. I think that they're going to be able to do a better job in this one as for Michigan. They're only turning the ball over about 9.9 times per contest. You've got a Northwestern team that they turn the ball over about 10.2, 10.3 times per game. So both of these teams very clean. Both of these teams in the top 20 nationally turns the fewest turnovers on a per possession basis. And with Michigan, you've got Jet Howard back in the fold. He was a little bit banged up about a week or two ago, about a 40% three-point shooter. I do think that things are going to be a little bit tamed down, though. If Northwestern is able to get the turnovers like they were able to the first time around, they certainly are going to be able to, in my opinion, get a little bit of a lower-scoring game. Both of these teams were just canning threes left and right. And both of these teams, they do have their hit-or-miss tendencies from three-point range, especially Northwestern. That shoots about 32.5% from three-point range, but I do think that they're going to find some holes in a Michigan defense. And if you look at them overall for the season on a points allowed on a per-possession basis, they're ranked right around 160th in the country, and they've been significantly worse on the road as they're allowing 14.6 points more per one possessions on the road rather than at home. So it is a circumstance where I was willing to set Northwestern as a four-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. I did set my total at 135. I do think that Northwestern gets their style. And this is an opener of 139 that has fallen to about 137 after 138. So circumstance where I do like the under, and I am going to be willing to lay the number with Northwestern. I'm also going to be having a lot of Pac-12 action that is going to be going down on this college basketball Thursday. And Here's a team that has not been good straight up. They have not been good against the spread, and there's no reason to back them in this game. It is 791-792 on the betting board. Stanford is hitting the road. They're facing off against Utah. Utah's between a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite. Your total on this game is 133.5. And the Stanford team, to their credit, they've been able to get to at least 70 points at each other last four games. They're on a four-game winning streak. If you take a look at the context of these wins, you'll realize that yeah, Stanford is not back and that this team still completely stinks. They very nearly lost in this four-game win streak to Chicago State on their home floor. I recognize Chicago State is playing much better. Gerald Gillian doing a tremendous job of being able to get things righted with the good old Cougars, but it's a team without a conference that I believe has won four games straight up this far this season in that time span as well. They knocked off Cal. Congratulations, you knocked off a bottom-five team in the power conferences in all of college basketball, they beat Oregon State, and then they were able to knock off Oregon, but they also came at home. So I don't stick a lot of stock into that. Last time these two teams played, Utah was able to go on the road. They won by kind of 71 to 66, and I think that they're going to be able to win by an even more convincing margin. I did set Utah as a nine-point favorite in that first go-around. Utah actually lost their turnover battle by kind of 16 to 6, and I expect the complete opposite. This Sanford team is in the bottom one nationally in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis on offense. Now, Utah, they do have their tendencies to turn the ball over right around 13 and a half times per contest. They are turning the ball over, and Utah, about 240th in terms of total possessions per game. So, not a team that's necessarily looking to push tempo, but with Utah, what they do a great job of is putting the clamps down on you. They allow 87 points per one possessions at home, overall 10th of the country, and points a lot on a per-possession basis going up against a Sanford team that you got one double-figure score, and Spencer Jones, who's been able to give you 13 points per game. Stanford as a whole, they shoot about 32.5% from three-point range, but Harrison Ingram, let's talk about how big of a busseroonie this guy has been. A lot of people were telling me that he was going to be a first-round pick, and he's looked at anything but like that. About 9.5 points, 5.5 boards, shoots 30% from three-point range. Just has not worked out well for Stanford, who should have probably canned Jared Hass about two years ago. Somehow, someway, he still has a job, and it's gotten Stanford to a good, hearty 9-12 straight up. So, congratulations to them for penny-pinching and deciding to stick with Jared Hass. But with Utah, things are working out quite well for them, as they've been able to do a good job down low. Brandon Carlson is able to give you 15.5 points, 7.5 boards. He gives you a block. He's able to can some threes. And then you've got Gabe Manson along with Lazer Stefanovic. They've been, able to they've been able to shoot about 38% from three-point range. Huntsman Center, very difficult place to play. I think that it's going to be an even bigger defeat 
than we saw the first time around for Sanford. Set my number at nine. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. And with regards to the total, I do think that Utah is going to be able to hold up at the point of attack with regards to their defense. It's a Sanford team that they're not looking to push tempo. Sanford about 307th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. I think that Utah is going to be able to execute quite well. And I think that Sanford going to be going back to what Sanford is, a relatively sad and pathetic offense. I'm going to be looking at the under, and I'm willing to lay it here with Utah. And then if you're looking at a team that is playing very, very slowly, but I think that there's a value on them. They've lost four out of their last five, but they're in a good spot, 797, 798. How about if we give the St. Thomas Tommy some love? They hit the road to face off against Nebraska. Oma, Oma, two to two and a half point underdog totals between 142 and a half and 143. And for St. Thomas, I made them a four point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay this number with Oma. It's a team that has really throttled down their tempo. They're now outside the top 225. In terms of total possessions per game, but Nebraska Oma, 342nd country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. They have to match up with a good backcourt that includes a guy in Riley Miller that I like, shooting 42% from three power range ships in their 14 points per game. St. Thomas, also a bottom 75 team in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. They play incredibly slowly, 323rd in terms of total possessions per game, but that said, they do a great job of being able to execute on offense and for this Oma team. You've got only one guy that gives you north of four rebounds per game. One delay with St. Thomas. And with this total set mine at a 144, I think that St. Thomas can execute on a bad defense. So looking at the over and St. Thomas, and we're looking at this for our VEASAN Pro Tip, our number one, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're able to sort these all by show and by sport. And the VEASAN Pro Tip for our number one, we talked a little baseball in this hour. And you know what? You do want to be taking a look at rule changes and ballpark dimensions to find a good angle. If you took a look at the Orioles last year with their ballpark dimension change, you found a lot of good value on the under end. We're going to look to find some value on the college basketball board with my DK Nation pick next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.